If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I did a bunch of things where I reutilized my skills in different areas. Took my skill set from organizing conferences to uh, doing a blockchain conference and doing a real estate conference for people. I have a photo booth rental business on the side, and that was just taking my ability to be self-sustaining with logistics and know that I can fulfill this one thing for people on their wedding day and that they don't have to worry about. And so I think it's really important that people not identify too much with what their current position is and understand what their skill set is and how it can be positioned in other ways. And then if you can find something, a demand in an area that it's not being serviced, obviously you have a niche that you can jump into and be really valuable. Welcome to episode 134 of Bucketless Careers. I'm Krista Laurie. Thanks for joining. Spencer Carpenter, my guest today, left the music industry when the pandemic brought his work to a screeching halt. And now he's found his professional purpose as a podcast booking agent, supporting talented entrepreneurs and thought leaders and helping them get their messages and knowledge out to the world. We talk in this episode about why he chose this space he pivoted to, the increasing value of podcast guesting, and its growth as a marketing tool for virtually any business. All right, let's listen in. Hey, Spencer, welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much for taking the time. Thanks for having me on. I'm excited to chat with you and try and give some value to your listeners. Oh, I know you will. I mean, you know this world very well. You're in the podcast community. I love having guests who are hosts, who know this industry well, because you know exactly what we're trying to do here. Tell a story, help people in this case, maybe launch their second act, find something that really lights them up. So let's start with that. Let's start with why being a podcast booking agent is what really fuels you because it's not what you started out doing. The reason I love being a podcast booking agent is because I've always used my resources and sweat equity, I mean, talents, I'd say, but to support other talented people. There are very few things that I've considered myself very good at, except writing emails. I'm a really good email writer and pitcher. Hey, it's valuable. Yeah. And so if I can use that to help people that are putting good information out to the world and willing to teach people, that's something that I think is how I can contribute to their cause better than any other way. Nice. And just for those out there who don't really know what a podcast booking agent does, just walk us through that a little bit. I work with talented entrepreneurs, business professionals, thought leaders to get them booked on podcast. And it's one, just so that they can spend their time not doing that and focus on what they're good at, but also 
because I have a background in entrepreneurship and dealing with entrepreneurs, I can help them curate topics that I believe would bring value to a host or a listener. It's not just, I can talk about marketing. I can talk about sales. What are they doing that we can spin into a unique and valuable conversation, which not everyone is good at? They could be very talented at what they do, but bad at talking about it. That's so true. And you work a lot with entrepreneurs and thought leaders, which is clearly meaningful, helping them get their message out to the world. But you were, as we said before, not originally in this space. You were in the music industry. Tell us what was working for you, what attracted you to it. I mean, a lot of us can imagine what. It's a cool area to be in. But then what started to not work for you? Yeah, I started booking concerts when I was 15, quite frankly, because my cousins wouldn't let me into their band. I wasn't very good, (laughs) but I wanted to be involved. And so I started, but I, and I was in a little farm town. I didn't have a car. I couldn't drive to concerts. So I was like, I'll just do them myself. Then worked that up into getting positions at a music conference and festival where we would bring in industry professionals to give information to developing artists. I ran some small record labels and did tour booking and artist management. I worked with a lot of metal bands and some hip hop and stuff like that. But Okay, metal. Yep, yep. Yeah, a lot of metal and hardcore and then towards the end more hip hop. And I was working for a club in Atlantic City when COVID hit. And unfortunately, I was working for the head of AEG Philadelphia, which is a big company, but I was working for his side business. And he passed away March 9th, 2020 from COVID. And then three days later, the whole industry was shut down. And so after six months of sitting on the couch, I was really just trying to find something to do to keep me busy. And at first I was going to help people put out audiobooks. But the aha moment I had was when I was chatting with a friend about like what I do. And he's like, you should be a, a manager for entrepreneurs. I'm like, well, that's either like an assistant or like someone in New York or LA being a connector. And I'm like, I'm not that. He's like, well, what if you could book them on podcasts? And like, I'm not the type of person to hear something and immediately be overconfident in my ability to do it. I have to think it through. I need the proof of concept. But that I was like, oh, I could totally do that. Like, I could totally do that. And I just jumped into it. And you were familiar with podcasts, which is not necessarily that pervasive. It's gotten more popular podcasts in general, but you felt comfortable enough in that area. Yeah. Well, when I found podcasts, it was not listening to general conversation with celebrities. It was listening to entrepreneurship and investing podcasts. And yeah, like self-help. Yeah. And so I would hear someone give away all this great information. Then I'd go look them up on Instagram and see they've got a thousand followers. And I had thought I was listening to Richard Branson or Mark Cuban. I thought I was listening to like a celebrity entrepreneur. And when I realized that there were tons of people out there giving amazing information for free, and they were not that celebrity, I realized that there's not talent representation services for the everyday entrepreneur. You can get represented by William Morris or CAA or UTA if you're already a celebrity. So true. But if you're not, there's not much out there other than traditional PR companies, which are going to charge you an arm and a leg to put you on retainer. What I found through COVID when everyone was stuck at home and everyone was asking their PR companies and music specifically to get them podcasts, they weren't doing it because they were not prepared for this whole new medium with hundreds of thousands of new shows and relationships to come onto the scene. So lots of PR companies were still busy doing the other things they they were good at, online publications, TV appearances, and things like that, and not focused on podcasts. And so I saw this as an opportunity to help people with just the podcast space. And so how do you make money? I really know very little about that aspect of your business. Sure. So people hire me to go get them booked on podcasts. 
interest. Because there's usually not monetary exchange, I couldn't go at it with a commission rate like I would music. I am hired kind of like on a campaign basis. And so whether that's a five podcast campaign or if someone knows that they are putting out a book or a product and they need to do more than that, we can do more. But yeah, I really just get people started with like a five podcast campaign so that they can try it out, make sure they like it, make sure it fits their schedule. That's how we go about it. That's awesome. How many clients do you have? Is this the kind of thing where you just scale up by having more and more people that you work with? Do you have a team or are you a solopreneur? It's just me. I mean, I have an assistant that helps me with like sending out reminders. You have a podcast coming up this week and she goes and gets the recorded audio and video so that the client can repurpose it. But yeah, it's just me. I'm usually working on 10 to 15 campaigns at a time, but I also keep every past client in my back pocket in case it can fill the need of a host down the road as well. Sure. I work with everyone from solopreneurs and like financial planners up to I'm working with people with documentaries on HBO and Netflix right now and some people have had some actual stardom and fame. And it's, it's throughout the whole variety of entrepreneurship and thought leadership. There's not many people doing what I do. So I kind of get to work with everyone. Well, what would you say was the biggest obstacle to making this pivot for yourself and how you overcame that to to be doing what you are doing now successfully? Yeah, the biggest was I could be very confident in telling people I can go get you five podcasts. If I need to send 100 emails, I can get five podcasts. And if that doesn't work, I'll send 200 emails. Like I'll make that happen. But helping people get on podcasts that are quality, that they couldn't do themselves, that was where it took a little more time and effort and I had to build up my reputation and build up my portfolio and sure. show that I could stand on my own. And then also just finding the clients and convincing them to spend money on this thing they didn't know existed before. Being on a podcast isn't quantifiable until someone comes to you and says, I heard you on the podcast. I've had people that say, I've asked them, what are the results been that you've had? And they're like, we don't really know. We just know it's helping. I hate to be the marketer because I'm not a marketer, but I'm not someone that sells people on SEO or anything like that. But yeah, I mean, you get unique SEO out of it. You get content you can repurpose. You have a essentially a one-on-one meeting with a potential referral source or potential customer in the host themselves. So even if you take away any type of business or sales that come from the listener themselves, you still get all of those things. And I also really like that from a marketing standpoint, if you put money into boosting content on Instagram or LinkedIn or Facebook or whatever, once that ad budget is done, it's done. Whereas if your podcast continues to grow and people want to go back and listen to older episodes, they can hear me three years down the road from this time and still get value out of it. What would you say is the biggest demand for who you're booking, where you see the most success? Because I found podcasts through listening about real estate investing, stuff like that, that's where I specialize. I deal with a lot of real estate investors because that community is very open to working with other investors and having other investors on their show. Hmm. It's a big community. It's, there's a lot of learning, a lot of strategies. People use it to raise money. They use it for content, their book, their course, whatever it might be. But there's definitely no shortage of people in other industries that are looking for how they can make themselves stand out. I've worked with a lot of wealth managers or financial planners because quite frankly, by law, they all do the same thing. Even how they do it isn't that different. It's really about how do I make myself stand out to my target demographic. And so I help people pivot into what that's going to look like. For example, a financial planner that deals with small business owners. How can we create content that isn't about you just 
buying index funds with their money, but really understanding their demands, their problems, what it is that they, why they need someone like you in their corner that understands them specifically. And so I help people figure that out. And to your point about like the value of podcasting, what would you say in your opinion, why is it worth your while? First and foremost, long form media that is trust building all along the way. So I like podcasts because it takes the on-demand features of Spotify with the learning that happens with audiobooks in the long-form content of Howard Stern. Whether that is a serious conversation or a funny one, either way, we can joke back and forth and people can get to know us. And so when you consider that if you're making content, it needs to be something that catches people's attention quickly. It needs to keep their attention. It needs to get them to convert to your website. Then they need to actually buy something or sign up or whatever. That's a lot of steps for something you then need to put money behind to push on social media. Whereas with this, you can have a 20-minute, 30-minute, 45, 60-minute conversation that's just trust building all along the way with the listener where they get to know you. And it's not just what you do, it's why you do it, why you're passionate about it. They get to know your personality. They hear your jokes. They hear if you're serious. They hear about your family. I mean, there are people that talk about their personal lives and it really allows people to build trust with the person they're listening to without ever having a conversation. And so then when someone does reach out as a result of hearing you on a podcast, they already are sold. They just want to know the price or like the process. Totally. They've already determined that you're someone they want to talk to. In terms of lead generation, it's really a hot lead, if it, even if it's your first conversation with that person, because they already know you. And what podcast or what particular client would you note as your biggest success or, your, or the story you're most proud of? So there are a few I'm working with right now. One is Brandon Novak, who was at on Jackass and Viva La Bam and back in the day, and he was on opioids for 20 years, but he's now nine years sober. And he has a recovery okay, center. Okay. And he has, I remember Jackass, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. he has a recovery center. And well, good for him. He has recovery homes that are helping people. And there's someone that was has an HBO documentary out right now called The Boy Who Lived. And it was the story of Daniel Radcliffe of Harry Potter, his stunt double. And he was cast as a stunt double at 11 years old. And then on the first day of production on the last movie, there was an accident on set. It broke his neck and left him paralyzed. He just has this amazing outlook on life. Even though he's stuck to a wheelchair, he doesn't let it hold him back from trying to give back to the world and trying to instill hope. He's trying to be an advocate for disability community. Those are some people I've been working with that I'm really excited about. Oh, I would be proud of that work too. It's inspiring. It's rewarding. That's why we have you on the show. So. Let's wrap with some takeaways from you. Key advice for our listeners on achieving purpose professionally, career-wise. What do you think you can give us to take away based on your journey? Between getting out of music full-time and this, I did a bunch of things where I reutilized my skills in different areas. Took my skill set from organizing conferences to uh, doing a blockchain conference and doing a real estate conference for people. I have a photo booth rental business on the side, and that was just taking my ability to be self-sustaining with logistics and know that I can fulfill this one thing for people on their wedding day and that they don't have to worry about. And so I think it's really important that people not identify too much with what their current position is and understand what their skill set is and how it can be positioned in other ways. And then if you can find something, a demand in an area that it's not being serviced, obviously you have a niche that you can jump into and be really valuable. I love that. That's amazing. So where can we find out more about you, Spencer? 
So my website is just outlieraudio.com. You can find me on Instagram by the same name or my name, Spencer Carpenter, also on LinkedIn. And those are the places I'm mainly active. Did you go to the recent PodFest? Do you do those podcast conferences? Can people meet you there? I didn't get to go to PodFest this year because I was in Vegas with one of my clients doing a bunch of interviews. But I, yeah, I usually go to Podcast <laughs> Movement, PodFest, FinCon, Bigger Pockets Conference, all those places. Keep an eye out for you there. All right, Spencer Carpenter, thank you so much. I'm glad we got to do this. I actually learned a lot and I wish you the best. It sounds like you're going gangbusters with what you've found for yourself, the career you've crafted, and you know, I congratulate you for that. Thank you so much and thank you for having me on. We've got a fresh episode of Bucket List Careers coming your way on Thursday. As always, be sure to share, write a review, or DM me any guest ideas at Bucket List Careers on any of the social platforms. All right, until then, be well. An ironic media production. Visit us at ironickmedia.com. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. Our house is a mess. Come on in. I'm Amber Wallen, internet comedian, plant queen, and host of your new favorite podcast, Fly on the Wild. Okay, that's pretty presumptuous to assume that this is going to be their favorite podcast, by the way. Like, come on, Amber. Anyway, that wasp that you just heard interrupt me is my husband. And co-host, Benjamin Wallen, also a comedian, and I host people at our home. I have a great wine collection in my cellar. Well, you mean cellar. the mini fridge. It's a mini fridge. It's a mini fridge. Yeah. New episodes of Fly on the Wallen drop every Wednesday. Listen in as we discuss relationships, books, and keeping our sweet baby kid alive while we make laughs on the internet. Subscribe to Fly on the Wallen wherever you get your podcasts.